our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, what's going on, guys? This is a great podcast with a couple that has a German Shepherd with a bite history. So what do we do with a dog with a bite history that uh, it's it's inconsistent? They don't know why it's happening, uh, but they know it's a a year and a half year old German Shepherd. Very insecure. You guys will hear all that in a minute. But um, so this is a good podcast talking about insecurities. and, And no matter what the dog you have, no matter what you're dealing with, what can you do to make the dog and the people that are coming over to your house or the people that you see on the trail successful? This is a podcast to teach you guys, no matter what you're dealing with, no matter how bad the behavior is, what can you do? What's the most important things you guys need to be focusing on? So it's a great, great podcast. Um, Don't forget to listen to the end. I'm going to be answering three of your specific dog training questions. And if you want me to answer your questions, all you guys have to do is head over to the iTunes review chart and leave your review and your question in there. Uh, Leave us a review on Spotify. If you're listening on Spotify, Uh, all of the reviews, I do this absolutely for free. There's a lot of work that goes into post-production. We appreciate you guys very much. UK people, don't forget, I am coming over in September and the tickets for my U.S. tours getting announced this Friday, which I'm really excited about. So make sure you guys follow me on Instagram at Tom Davis so you guys don't miss an opportunity to work with me while we're on tour doing private sessions and doing seminars. So without further ado, let's get into it. What's going on? Um, so we have a German Shepherd. Three? <laughs> uh, just one. Just oh, okay. One. <laughs> and he's like one and a half. He'll be two in January. Cool. Um, and just a couple are main. I'll give you two examples of what took place with him. Okay. Um, I took him into my office at the end of the day. Um, I've learned from watching your videos, walking fast with a dog is not a good thing. And I was doing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he had been in the office before, but more as when more from when he was a puppy Um I came around the corner. Another girl came around the corner to get her jacket off the coat rack. And I think what happened was I, it startled him and he had like, just like brushed up like against her shoulder and nipped her. Um, I don't know if he did that because he was startled and that was just him going into defense mode. Um, cause that never happened before. And then the second, um, so after that happened, then we've been watching, well, I've probably watched like a lot of your videos. Um, so, and the next, um, incident was last weekend. I, um, have a camper in a campground and there's obviously last year was different because he was such a puppy that 
you know, you weren't worried about aggressive behavior or, or anything. The kids would take them. All was fine. This year, it's a totally different situation because he's a full-grown dog. And yep. here we are. So what happened was, so I haven't had anyone coming in the trailer uh, with him because I'm just not, I don't know, just haven't gone there. Um, but he, a lady, uh, we came in and I had, it was dark in the camper and I came in first um, and she came in behind me. Now she's met the dog, um, not on a regular basis, but she's, you know, played with them at the campground before and has petted him when he's had his head out the truck and whatever. But uh, when we came in, I thought the situation was okay. And I was trying not to, sometimes I feel like I'm a little bit of the problem because I'm nervous about the situation because I seem to be experiencing these moments where Sean doesn't, or my dad doesn't. Um, but when it was in Jackson's defense, it was dark. And when I was, went to turn the light on, uh, he bit her in the arm. Um, and that was that. So, but to give you, I don't know, the more positive examples is, um, we, you know, like last night we had people over, we were in the garage, anyone, like all of them being guys, they came in, he had his, um, toy, um, you know, he'd go up to them, but not like, there was no aggression. There was no aggressiveness whatsoever. Like totally fine. He's been outside on the leash. People have come up. No problem. Um, we've had like lots of people in the house before for suppers or whatever. No issues. Um, haven't tested that out with kids because I just, I don't trust him enough in that situation. And being at the campground is all the kids. And being at the campground, it's, yeah. He does, he, he does bark quite aggressively at them. If I'm like, if Sean has him on the leash and I'm over talking to the kids, then he he's not with me. So he's, yeah, barking more aggressively, I guess you could say. Um, so... It's kind of a loaded question because it's like how. So what is your big, I mean, obviously the, the bite with the, the lady in, in the, yeah. I mean, that was a thing, but like what, right now, what would you say that, that you're, you're really getting hung up on just in general? Like where are you, where are you at right now with them? Like as far as the things you really want to focus on? I just basically want to be able to like know when someone comes in the house you know, we're not in a bike situation or the camper. Um, Just take away some of the aggression. The aggressiveness, yeah, is obviously a concern because it's not often, but it, it catches you off guard when it does happen because it's like. Do you feel you like? Know, do you feel like it's random? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's almost. He is. We find he's a very insecure dog. He's anxious. And anxious. So it's kind of like, I don't know what to do. I'm just going to get in defense mode and maybe bite you. <laughs> like, uh, But, you know, we've had him, like, our goal, like, when getting him was having him around every everybody and not having to be in this situation. So it's a little discouraging when it's like, okay, we're having these little moments and it's just like he's – 
you know, he shouldn't be like that because he's been like, you know, he's gone up a gondola and he's been on a, like the trails and never had any issue. He's great with every dog. Doesn't have a problem with any dogs. Um, my dad has a 13 year old Karen Terrier that puts him in his place all the time and he doesn't care. Like it's just, um, dog, other dogs aren't an issue. It's just, I don't know how to introduce them a to other kids because they're not for one, they're not your own. And the last thing you want them to do is nip at a kid mm-hmm. and, um, be like, when is it, it's just hard to read him. Like, when is he going to do that? Yeah. And that's obviously a loaded question to you at the same time. Cause it's like, you don't know, but, yeah. um, is there certain signs that we could be looking for? Yeah. I, I, I think, you know, what, or, yeah, <clears throat> what, I, what I would recommend, like, go ahead. Yeah. No, you go. Okay. So what I would recommend is when you have a dog that is inconsistently aggressive or fearfully aggressive, meaning the dog will get to a point, even though they're not really like super, I want to hurt you, but they get so fearful that they get into fight or flight and then they tag somebody and then they run away. I think the, 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 the best thing to do is to just have your obedience be really tight. So your obedience in this scenario is like your control. So you got to ask yourself, like, how much control do I have over or with this particular dog? And on a scale of, like, not that much control to very, very good control on and off leash, that's where you have to really ask yourself, like, okay, if we can't pinpoint the exact trigger to the behavior, like, if we can't, like, say, hey, like, we we had three ladies come into the house today. He cared about one of them and not the other two. Or like yeah. you like you said, like Sean had a couple buddies over in the garage. Yeah, didn't, didn't didn't care. But so no. you, so you have to try in in the future. Try to find the triggers. That's always the goal to say, oh, you know, maybe you don't like you'll you you might catch on to it. But regardless, let's just yeah. say let's just say like a very generic trigger over yeah. overall is people he doesn't know coming into his space. Which is very possible. Right. So that's just one trigger that we can say, but it's not consistent either. But my my point is, is you need to be able to have control to keep him safe because say somebody's coming over and you said, Hey, go to your place. And then he went to his place off leash and you said, stay and your place and your stay. When we talk about obedience and we talk about control, it's all, it's only, it only matters if your dog can do it in real life. It doesn't matter if he's so if not going to do it. Yeah, if you're like, oh, if I get the cheese out and nobody's around, he'll do it. But as soon as yeah. somebody knocks on the door, he's up He's up barking at the door. It's like, well, your obedience isn't good because your stay isn't good enough. So if exactly. you So if you have that dog, like I would much rather have an aggressive, obedient dog than an out-of-control, yeah. an out-of-control friendly dog because you can do so yeah. much more with an obedient dog. Exactly. So if you can't find the triggers and you can't find the specific reason or whatever, you just know yeah. that, hey, somebody coming into my house, whether it's the trailer, the camper, or the house, yeah. or the garage, or the backyard, yeah. you should have as much control over that dog to just say his name and put him into a down. Zoop. 
no matter what right. you're doing. I mean, I know that that sounds maybe like in a dream world for some people, but it's it's totally obtainable if you put a little bit of well, you put a lot of work into it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I would be doing in conjunction with that. I would right. be doing different exercises to try to figure out this variable. So if mm-hmm. so first of all when you're working on this obedience you're working on it out of the picture, out of context. So it would be working on the place and stay without anybody coming in, but you would start adding in distractions. You'd start throwing balls around the room, you'd put up you'd get a you know, right. a food bowl out, you'd throw it on the ground, make sure. So you are amping up your, exactly. exactly. You're amping up your distractions and you're getting to a point where it's like, this is just as distracting as somebody coming through that door. And that's your, exactly. yeah. And that's going to be your goal is to try to like get your obedience really good. So you know right. that when I tell him to stay and what you would do is you would start to desensitize these realistic things. So what you would do is like, You'd say place, you'd say stay. You can do it off leash now. He's doing great. You go to the door, you jiggle the handle. Good stay. You go to the door, right. doot, doot, doot. he gets alert. Good stay. And you go and you pay him and you work through these kinks. So you can basically roadmap. You can. Every situation. Exactly. Every basically step other than somebody he doesn't know coming through that door because you can only practice that. On, a, on other people's, yeah, and on other yeah. people's schedules. So that's what I would do. Because right now, if you have a dog that basically, it, you know, judging by the situation, is like, hey, we have a dog that p- potentially could bite somebody, but might, and and then I would say, okay, you know, that that could be many dogs, right? But how how good will he listen yeah. to you? How good will he listen to you if you tell him not to? It's like, well, he doesn't really listen to anything off leash. It's like, okay, well, you shouldn't. You shouldn't, nobody should be putting any, their guests and the dog into a situation. If you get a nervy, insecure dog like he is. And he is. Right. And he has a bite history. Uh, yeah. Not not super consistent, but like, hey, he, he could make a mistake. Like you shouldn't be, you should be making his world really small by putting yeah. him, by if you know somebody's coming over, you're putting him on the leash and you're, yeah. you're working on that. So that's what I was saying in conjunction with working on the obedience to counter because really it's like, okay, I don't want my dog to bark and bite somebody, obviously, is the objective. But if, if you really right. look at it, you know, he, he's a German shepherd. He's young and he's yeah. he's insecure. So, like, somebody, hey, how's it going? He's going to be like, oh, my God, I'm losing my mind. So, yeah. So then you have to, like, ask yourself, well, what do I want him to do differently? Well, obviously, you want him to turn into a puddle and roll on his back and get belly rubs. But he's not that dog. So you have to no. make you have to make sure like well I want him to to go to a place because that place command that send away command is so valuable you could just go place right choop. and if you watch my videos you've seen Lico- my dog Lakota yeah I can just choop, yes choop, 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 you know and she'll just go touch on anything and again yeah I could take the ball which is her most prized possession which in his and case you control that. Yeah, it would be like, I can throw a million different balls out there with a stake and she's like waiting for my cue. And I say, break, she's gone. So my my point is, is if she was a man eater, I can still get her around a group of people because her obedience is so tight. And if she's running or she's going, ah, ah, she stops dead in her tracks and she's like, what do you want me to do? And so that's my point is your, that's the first thing you got to work on your control. But yeah. Working on it privately without people around every day 
to just like practice, like, right. You want to, you want to, you want to go to the big game. Yeah. You want to step out on yeah. that court. You want to do good. You got to practice every day to get to that point. And it's the same thing with dogs. Yeah. Your, your game is I want somebody to be able to walk through that door and my dog just stay there and look at this person without getting up, without barking. And then you can control that scenario. That's the game. But up until yeah. that point, you got a leash, you got a bag of treats, you're teaching him at a place. You're teaching him at a place off leash. Yeah. You're teaching him at a place from the other end of the room, um, and then you're teaching him this. And again, you start all right, right over with the stay. After the place is done, now we right. work on the stay. We're teaching him how to stay right. four foot off the leash. We're teaching him how to stay when I drop the leash and walk six feet away. We're teaching him how to stay when I go over and I knock on the door and I ring the doorbell. We're teaching him to stay yeah. for ten minutes. That's my point. Is you got to work on the control. Because yeah. even if he's doing better, you're still going to get people to come over unexpectedly that may not be capable. Kids, uh, the drunk, yeah. you know, the drunk uncle. These are the these are the <laughs> yeah. ty- these are the types of things where you still need good control. Even though he's really good and you've gotten better, you still need to be able to hey go to your place, and then he, exactly, and then he goes there. So that's the first thing. But in conjunction with that whole thing, I'd be going over grabbing the leash that's on him during this process i'd say hey guys he's he's um and it depends on the people right yeah, because there's <laughs> yeah there's going to be some people that it's not worth it you're just going to say hey i'm just going to put him in the other room he's just going to chill because there's just yeah. too much going on and there's too many variables and i don't want to fail him and i don't want yeah. anybody to get nipped so it would be no. you get you get two friends over you get you know whatever your parents over for dinner whatever it is you know you get a calm responsible people over and then you yeah you, you just say, okay buddy break give him a break he's on his leash he's on his call hey just everybody ignore him but because you, you, you're going to want to start helping him get over his fear of people as well so you're doing yeah. you're doing both you're helping you're right you know what i mean you're, you're working on both ends yeah. of the spectrum he's reactive because yeah. he can't handle these new people because he's insecure but and he's insecure so you're going to be working on this is what I want you to do instead. And then if it's the right people at the right time in the right scenario, you'll say break. And then you're going to say, hey, let's learn how to deal with some of these demons that you're reacting about or to. And so you yeah, you hit both. Yeah. Yeah. Because if he's like, I go to an off-leash dog park, like between myself or Sean or dad, like every day, like he's walked every day, he's exercised, like there's, unless it's raining all day is the only time he misses a walk and it's off leash and he's off leash and there's people around and there's other dogs. And if you have the chuckus, his, he doesn't care what's around. He's just like focused on that ball and that chucket. Like you, you're not worried about him going at like nipping someone or, acting out like because that's all he cares about but you're not always walking around with a chuck at the ball all the time either yeah so i would i would Uh, take yeah i would take advantage of that that drive and that motivation like i do with lakota like she loves the ball and a rope so if you get a if you like if he's obsessed with that ball or if he's obsessed with that tug or both yeah say hey man look what i got and they're like yeah go to your place stay come on in fred right guy comes in and then you're like, and, and then you go over and you pay him with the ball and you play tug with him. And then he's like, oh, this is great. When this guy comes in, I get the ball. Why don't we keep him, keep it coming? Like, let's, let's get these people them. in. Yeah. So you, you would cross, right. you'd kind of like 
cross contaminate there with with like you you'd recondition. It's a very old conditioning theory that is yeah. difficult for the average dog owner to do, but it's simple if you can get a good motivated dog. So if he's obsessed with something, food, a ball, and a rope, yeah, you, you would basically good take advantage of that. Get yeah. that ball out. Only bring that ball yeah. out when when you're working on the obedience. Only bring okay. that only bring that ball out when um, people are coming over and just really rearrange how he thinks about people coming through that door. So if people come through that right. door and his favorite ball comes out and you're playing tug, he knows. He's yeah, good. you can start to kind of you know readjust that. Read. Yeah, right. Um, what was I just gonna say? Um, we had, we were following, like we've been on your website and all that stuff too. And we were looking at the prong collar that's been out of stock for a while with yeah. the click, click, click lock or whatever it's called. Yeah. So is that something that you would recommend? Like, well, at the very least, I mean, you, you, the, the prong collar is just another tool, right? Um, yeah. Just because you buy the I mean, I wouldn't... Go ahead, sorry. I wouldn't say he's, like, Sean was saying, he's, like, the walk around here, he finds them great on the leash, but I find if I walk him anywhere else, he's terrible. Yeah. Um, yeah the, depending where we're at. Yeah, I think the, the prong is going to be good for, like, a really strong, heavy dog, but you can yeah. also you can also get away with doing great work with a slip leash that, that, that right. has that. You just need some action on the leash. You need some action to make sure that you can control that dog once they, you know, really, uh, you know, get into yeah. something. So, so I think you could start off with the slip, which I know we have on our site, which is just as good. And that's something that you may just want to throw on. Like, that's really easy. You just slip it over their head and you just go zoop. And then you can use that when people come over. And then if you find yourself, yeah, yeah, if you find yourself getting like dragged or you find yourself like the, the slip is just basically a, a correction. It's a punishment. It's right. a consequence. Some dogs will outweigh that consequence with other people and other birds and other distractions and other ball, you know, the ball at the park. And they'll say, screw it. Yeah. And they'll just, they don't care about it. So you could get both. Um, I know that we're reordering the click locks. We're waiting on them. Um, but yeah. I, I would, at the very least, you can get a regular prong and just a slip leash, and you can work on you can work on some yeah. some leash pressure. Yeah. Yeah, and we did just get the slip leash today. Cool. Um, that came in, so that was yeah. We'll yeah, so work you, on that. you just put that high. Um, you put that high and snug, and you that that's what's going to give him consequences for the place and the stay, especially when you're working on it without just, you know, heavy distractions, yeah. you got to start teaching him that there is, there is consequences. He can't just say, Ooh, cause that's what I think that that's where a lot of dog owners make a mistake is if you don't give yeah. them, if you don't give a dog boundaries and you don't give them a filter that they have to look up and, you know, grab and say, Hey, hold my hand through this. Can I do this? Is this okay? Um, is this allowed? Mm -hmm. Is this going to be appropriate? If you don't have that and a lot of some dog owners just don't either believe in that or they don't put the time into that. If it turns yeah. south, if, if you have a dog or you have a structure like where you're like, Oh, I'm not going to ever tell, say, say no to my dog or correct my dog or to give my dog consequences. Oh. Right. So then, so then when they, yeah, right. It's kind of scary, but then when, when they turn South and maybe they get aggressive or they get opportunistic or they get, 
anxious and they then they just react they go boom and they yeah. nail somebody because there's just there's no yeah. filter or consequence or fear that something's gonna get them in trouble if they do something there's just it just doesn't exist and that's where things get kind of scary so you got to start teaching him that at the very minimal there's a consequence for getting off the cot to go and get the ball without your permission and that will start right. helping you really start lay bricks down to say hey you can't just do what you want when I ask you to place no. and stay, you got to listen until I break you because I don't want you to get hurt. Or yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. It's, um, they're a work in progress. <laughs> um, he's fine. He, he seems to be fine when it's just Emily and I. Well, or, it's just us. Like his, you know, as, as soon as there's a descript distraction, there's zero obedience. Like he, yeah, like if it's just us and it's like you, you know, you'll put the treat on one end of the room and you say stay until you say, okay, go. And he's staying like there's no that way. It's really good. Or if you're outside and he's off leash and you say, come, he's coming right to you for the most part. But yeah, if there's that yeah. distraction, then you're in tough, obviously, or tougher. I guess it's more we need to tune him up on well, his obedience, like you said. Let me let me ask you this. What is what is the consequence? If, so let's say you put the treat at the other end of the kitchen and he goes for it. I mean, what what are you doing if if he decides to go do something? Nothing. There is nothing. There right. is nothing. So that's that's the difference. So, so uh, yeah, I'm glad yeah. that you that you mentioned that because that's exactly my point and like my whole message. Yeah. Like so many people have problems yeah. with their dogs and I've, and I've created an entire community, an international community of helping dogs and problem dogs because of that ability to say like, look, if you put, yeah. if you put a distraction at the other end of the house and this is a template, so you got an environment, yeah. we got a distraction. So the kitchen is the park and the piece of treat is the person or the dog or the squirrel. And yeah. so let's go back to the kitchen. We put the treat at the other end. We tell the dog to sit and stay. And then he goes, I can't take this anymore. And he goes. And he just goes yeah. and gets the treat. And then you're basically yeah. like, you know, chasing him or verbally going, no, 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 come back. And you and you grab his collar. You put him back and he's licking his lips. He goes, mm, that was great. And then you try it again and he <laughs> breaks it again and so on and so forth. And that's the reason why dogs don't listen to people. That's the reason why people have such a hard it's such a bit it's such an easy thing to understand but it's hard for people to grasp that dogs sometimes need consequences unless they will not understand what you want. So yeah. When you're when you're doing this type of stuff. So again, it's exactly what you said is my dog will listen great with these circumstances under these environments. Awesome. That gives you a template. Yeah. But if if there's if there's something else that enters the picture and your dog goes, I'm out of here, but you're not using any communication to tell the dog that that's not okay. And that you yeah. haven't, you haven't given them the permission to, to leave the table. If you will, they're just like peace. Yeah. They come, they take a piece of chicken, they shove it down their mouth and they're, they're off. And you're like, Hey, you, you look at, look at like the most basic, basic principles of like the every average household for the most part across the world for the most part is like, please. And thank you. Or, 
can I, can I be excused from the dinner table that the whole family is sitting around? Like you just say, Hey, can I leave? And then the parents or the big brother or the big sister or the babysitter is going to say, yes, you can leave. And then they walk away Mm -hmm. or they say, no, you can't, you got to stay here. Well, why? Because I said so. It's like the most, and, and, and it's the most basic principles of structure, foundation, respect, discipline, but but the consequence is what's important because if that kid starts to walk away, hey man, give me your iPad. Okay, I'm back. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I won't do it. <laughs> right? There's a con- right. there's yeah. a there's a consequence that is meaningful enough for the the exhibit A to to say I won't do that. And for dogs, you can't say, hey man, give me your TikTok. You just correct them with the leash because they're animals, and they go, oh, okay, that was bad, and it doesn't hurt them. It doesn't even stress them out in most cases. It it just they, they, you snap them out of the right. tension. So that's what you, you guys are missing that piece of some, yeah. some sort of consequence. If he decides to go, I'm out or I'm breaking mm-hmm. this day, or I'm just going, yeah. going up for an arm. You right. gotta, you gotta have that. Yeah. That control. Cause he's. Well, it's just a, yeah. yeah, it's just a filter right now. He just sees something. He goes, he sees an arm. He doesn't like, he sees a person. He doesn't like, he grabs the arm. Yeah. He, he sees a piece of or food. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And the second someone comes to the door, like you'd never be able to get him to stay on his mat. Like it's just not, that part is definitely not there. Yeah. Um, So in terms of getting him, like for that training part, for like, you know, getting him to stay on his beds when someone enters the door, like how you know, you have your, like your stay. Um, like, how do we get into that part of it in terms of like place? Um, yeah. So let me, I'll walk you what, through the whole process if you want. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. <laughs> okay. So here's how you would do it. You would, you'd get a, you'd get a, so the place command essentially is going to be a target. And it could be anything in the beginning. It could be a yoga mat. It could be a cot. It could be a bed. It could be a crate pan. It could be anything. It's just something's got to be different from the ground. And then you get your leash. And then you get your your reward. In most cases, it's easier to just do treats. Or kibble. If the dog is eating kibble, you can just use their kibble. Use their food. I um, I don't like using tugs or rewards for dogs until it's more advanced because it, it, it kind of takes away from the goal, right? The, the reward becomes okay. more of the tug and the play and it kind of takes away and you can't wrap things as fast. Yeah. So it would be leash, treats, place. You take the leash, you'd say, hey dog, go to your place. And they go, what the hell is that? And then you just give them a little bit of leash pressure and you have to get them on there and then once they get there, all fours on. It's a good place. You'd pay the dog. They don't have to sit. They don't have to down. They can't get off until you break them, though. Okay. Okay? So you you get the treats. You get your leash. You get the place. You say, place. They get up there. Doo, doo, pay them. Good place. You, good. You're going to mark it. Good place. So yeah. they, know, they know good in the voice Perfect. inflection that you do, right? Good. They go, yeah. Good what? Good place, right? So. Yeah. And then you say break and then you break the dog off two seconds later dog's name place give him a little bit of leash pressure you pay him good place break and you do that and then what what'll end up happening is the dog will go hey 
I think I'm catching on to this whole place thing. And then the dog will start jumping up there and getting enthusiastic about it. Boom, boom. Right. They go, do, do, place. Yes, good place. And you start doing that. Then once yeah. that's done, so maybe you do that for a day and you do it, you do five minute sessions throughout the day, five minutes, five minutes, five minutes, all day long, right? Just as many sessions as you can fit in. Okay. And then what you start doing, what I typically do is then do the stay. Now, depending on the dog, sometimes I'll do the sit and then the stay, or I'll just do the stay. But in most cases, I like to do, do just the stay out of context of the sit. And the reason that is, is because oftentimes when I ask a dog to sit after a place, they want to lay down. And technically, mm-hmm. because we're trying to be as as compartmentalized as we can and as uh, technically yeah. you know, correct, if the dog downs, they should get up into a sit and it kind of dilutes the whole, the whole project here of what we're actually trying to do. So I usually right. just go, okay, now after we've done it the first day, it's going to be place. The dog goes, yep, doo-doo, right up there. You say, stay. You're on your four-foot or six-foot leash. You take two steps back. Good stay. And you go and you pay the dog. Break. And then okay. and then you go on the dog's terms. So some dogs, the moment you take one step back, follow you. And you go, nope. And you got to teach them with leash pressure. You catch them with the leash. Nope. Yeah. And then you step back. And you're like, hey, same thing. You can't get off here. So again, the micro, the micro is, is we're teaching the dog a new behavior, which is place and stay. They're two different behaviors. Right. Go to your place is one. And then stay is like, hey, you got to stay there for a long period of time. But technically, the place command is implied that you have to stay there. But oftentimes, dog owners who I work with already have a stay, already going. They already have a stay or a wait. So we just add it on. So we go place, we go stay. If he tries to get off, pressure. And then we walk back. And then you just start crab stepping around. And then you start proofing. And then you just build it out and then you break the dog. And then the three D's, distance, distraction, and duration. So those are the things you're going to be working on. You're going to be working on getting further away. You're going to be working on the duration of the stay. And then you're going to be working on how many distractions can we throw in. So sometimes you switch it up where where you've been doing that for a day. And then on the third day, you go place, toot toot, good place, you pay the dog stay and you don't even move you just stay there and you work on the duration i want you to stay for 30 seconds okay break and then sometimes you go place do do stay you walk away you walk away for 30 feet to the end of your house you come right back you pay you pay the dog in a stay and then you break the dog maybe that took 15 seconds and you randomize it Mm -hmm. and the goal for you is to lock into the dog that no matter what you do no matter what you say no matter what's going on they have to stay into on that cot or on that place until you say break, no yeah. matter what. Right. And then once you kind of right. get an idea for it, you start. it starts to make sense, then you start turning your back. You start leaning down to tie your shoe that it's not really untied. You start going towards the door. Yeah. You start going towards the – and every time you add a new thing to the mix, you go and you pay the dog, yeah. pay the dog in place. So don't recall the dog off the place because it takes away from what we're actually trying to do, which is keep the dog there. So, right. so, so then let's say fast forward a day where that's looking all good and you're just doing yeah. it by, by yourselves. And then you go to the door, you jiggle the handle, the dog might go, Oh, Oh, and you go, Nope, back yeah. into your place. And you use three different types of pressure or two. So if you're, if you drop the leash and then you'd work on the stay and then you go to the door and you open it, 
you can turn around if he starts to get up and give him verbal pressure and body pressure immediately. You start walking right back to that place. Ah, 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 ah. And the dog might, and I've done this many times on video too. The dog will go, yeah. And they'll pull their paw back, back. And they're like, my bad. And then you, re you yeah. immediately go, okay, break. And then you reward him. You go, good job. And so, so okay. then you just get really creative to say like, hey, Sean, go around back, wait 10 minutes, knock on the door obnoxiously, ring the doorbell yeah. and come in. And then you work on, yeah. but here's, here's the most important part about all of this. Okay. Yeah. Let's say you spent Monday through Friday developing the place. The goal for the place is sending the dog away from wherever you want. So you get your long line out and, and then you start moving further away. You go place and then you just incrementally get further away. And a lot of dogs will sit and look at you, go, just give me the food. You go, nope. Okay. So you're too far away. You got to get closer to the place. And then you take one step and you start sending the dog to the place like you're bowling. You walk up to the place, you stop, the ball keeps going. The dog keeps going to the place. And over time, right. you get further and further out, okay? And right. you're doing this all week long with the placing and the knocking on the door and the and, and constantly putting in different distractions and different noises and opening the, even opening the door. Hey, nobody's there. Hey, how are you? Come on in. And the dog's sitting there like yeah. this. And then you go over, good stay, buddy, good stay, and then break. And you're just... You're repping and 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 really like muscle memory everything like like it's really happening, okay? Yeah. yeah. So the most important thing is is after you get to that point where you're like, wow, we're doing great. Don't you go right back to square one once the real thing happens. So get right back to the fundamentals. So say, um, your neighbor's coming over. Cool, come over and drop yeah. something off and then leave. Right. So she's coming over. You know, she's, she just texted you. She called you. She's be over at 530. Go get the dog on a leash. Hey, buddy, please stay. And you hang out right there on the leash. And then the person right. knocks on the door. One of you guys goes and gets the door because it's a completely different picture. It like becomes so yep. real. And so that's yeah. where that's where people make the mistake is they they build out this whole threshold of like, wow, we've gotten we've we've really pushed the walls back. We're doing really good. But, yeah. but then you have to remember to go right back down to the basics to set yourself up for success for this really important process. The person comes in, you're paying them good stay, buddy. Nice work. Good stay. And then mess with it a little bit. Start coming out, getting off leash, go, hey, and come back and paying him. But don't make the mistake of doing all of that work and then having somebody actually come in and try to get to the same spot immediately. So you, then you rebuild yeah. that out. So that's the yeah. most important thing. And that's how you do it. And and you just keep getting better. And then what you would do is if it's just one person that's coming over to, you know, hang out or whatever, you'd say, hey, buddy, break. You yeah. keep him on a leash. You just tell that person, just ignore him. He's no worries. Cool. And then um, you kind of just let him sit next to you, one of you guys on the couch or on a chair and you just let him down. And then um, every now and then, hey, buddy, go to your place. And then you start you start creating a whole new training scenario. So, okay, we're good with one person coming in. Yeah. But how about if I just send you to the place while this person is still here when you're not on your place? So you go right back down to the base. He's looking at you like, because you worked on the place from that couch all week long. He knows it. He's done it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But he's looking. He's like, but there's somebody. Hey, man, go to your place. Like, this isn't this isn't yeah. a game. You got to go to your place. So you, you, you kind of 
you flex those muscles out and you, and, and just like, just like working out, the more, the more you use those muscles and the more you use that obedience, the better and better and stronger those are going to get. Yeah. And so now you have two people yeah. over and you go, Hey man, I'm yeah. just going to keep, I'm going to keep on getting creative, keep getting better. Don't put any limits on what you can do and, and just keep putting him away like to the place and right. then work on your stay. And then hopefully I think the end goal is because he's an insecure dog who maybe can't handle certain situations. You might say, Hey man, go to your place and stay. He has a job and he's not freaking yeah. out. Cause he's not like, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? He's got a job and, yes. he, and he might go over there and just put his head down and take a nap. And you're like, Oh, thank God. So you have your cake and eat it too. I think. Yeah. But once you start getting again, those people who aren't going to listen to you or they're constantly like, I, I want to go pet him," or you get kids around put them in the other room and give him a bone yeah. and be done with it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Cause he's, or if you have, um, yeah. if you have, like you said, like when you're camping around, you might just, th- you might slap, yeah. a, slap a thing on your front door. It says, um, you, you know, please knock before you come in or, you know, exactly. I, whatever. So, yeah. so because that's a different scenario because he might be laying right next to the door. Right. Yes, which he's usually always on the mat, so there's a good right. chance of that. And everyone this year has been very like parents. They get it. They understand. Like they know that the kids can't just come up to the camper and right. um, you know pet them or that's. Or there was like one day I was at in at the campground. I was talking to a lady. He was fine with her. He was playing with a stick in his mouth. Then like a group of probably six teenager boys came up and they were like can we pet jackson and i'm like eh, no because i just there's a group of yous and some of yous have hoods up and yeah. i just i didn't feel right about it and I, they carried on and that was that but it, it's just you're just you're always just trying to feel out well what's this situation going to be but it's just it's like every time there's a toy and that distraction he's very consistent in his behavior that way he you know he doesn't really he's not bothered by what's around or anything yeah. but well that um, i would i would be focusing on that and 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 always setting yourself up for success so my obedience so like again yeah. with, with my dog lakota her obedience is so good let's say she hated yeah. let's say she hated other people if i yeah. was on a campsite i'd have i'd have a touch command for her and yeah. I'd have good obedience. So she's, she's e-collar trained. So if I ever need, I, 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 yes. I don't ever need to use the e-collar, but if I did, I, I mean, I no. could, right. It's there. Yep. So, yeah. so it would be that. So, so say the, the, you know, somebody comes over and they don't know and they love dogs. They're like, Oh, you, so instead of like making this a very stressful situation, right. Somebody's walking yeah. by the campsite or whatever. And you yeah. see somebody starting to kind of wander over and they're just out drinking their cup of coffee and they see that you're looking at your dog and they start walking over. You go, hey, go to your place. The dog goes, zoop. You go, stay. And you turn around and you handle the situation. Oh, it's a beautiful dog. Yeah, he's a year and a half. Got him here. He's like, oh, is he friendly? Oh, yeah, no, he's working on training. But that's how like, that's how important obedience folds into your life that you, yeah. you just have to read the room. Like when yeah. I'm out working with my reactive dog clients, I'm looking at the people's eyes as I'm walking by. Are they going to approach? Are they going to try to touch the dog? You know, what are they doing? And these are the types of situations where you just have to be good at. Like, you know, again, somebody starts, kids start walking on your campground. You t- hey, place, 
stay. Yeah. And then you 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 grab all of the attention of the people who just came. Hey guys, what y'all doing? Oh nothing. We're just gonna, you know, they, we saw the dog. Oh yeah yeah. You know he's he's kind of afraid of kids and he's kind of afraid of new people. So you guys can just like wave to him from here. Like those are the. But again, if you didn't yeah. have obedience and somebody came right. onto your campground or whatever, and he goes, oh, rah, 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 you're screwed. You yeah. Know? So the. And it's, yeah. Sorry. I I just my main focus obviously like i want to be able to have people come in my camper yeah. and know that i i'm okay because it's it's hard to delegate if you're trying to keep him outside and have them come in or vice versa like it's quite stressful that way yeah i would just lock the camper and yeah you know and and if people come up you know if they and, and, and same thing hey man go to your yeah. place go to your crate like yeah and it's like and here's how it would be you can't handle this situation, dog. This is too much yeah. for you. You're going to make a bad decision. Yeah. You need to go go over here and lay down for a little bit. And that's how right. you – because so I guess my point is is don't feel bad about it, and I know you don't, but some people do. You yeah. have a dog that's insecure. Okay. You have an, you have a dog that's insecure and nervous with new people, and it can make a a, a bad decision, which which is an, which is an out of character decision for the dog. So people are like, oh, it's an aggressive yeah. dog. No, you just scare the shit out of this dog. So really, what it needs to be is just that control, so you can handle a situation. Somebody comes up to the camper, you know that they're on their front porch. Hey, buddy, go to your place. Okay. Hey, stay. Or you shut the grate. Hey, yeah, come on in. Come on. Come on in. Come hang out. And yeah. then you're good. And that's that's. That's how you handle. That's how you manage the situations. Because there's just some dogs who I just got off the phone with a a couple that have a, yep. a borble, and they're like, "Yeah, he doesn't really like new people." I'm like, "They're not, the borbles don't like people. Like they just they're they just <laughs> yeah, have a history of happen. yeah. They just don't really care about other people. So it's not gonna it's not a golden retriever, right? It's not. Yeah. It's just not gonna happen. So my point is is um the the more see how we're starting this conversation of how how important it is to have good obedience on a dog that you're going to have to manage because they just can't handle certain situations. It's, right. it's huge. If, so yeah. I like until he gets good at like place and stay, how do I introduce that in terms of when people do come in the camper and I'm say I'm yep. feeling confident in his uh, staying in place, then Am I standing close by him with the slip leash on in the event that he does? Well, I think it just depends on how. React. Yeah, it depends on how how much training you want to do. Because ultimately, if you do have this lifestyle where he's going to be off leash and things, the 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 room can change really quickly. Yeah, I think it would be better if you did like off leash e collar work. Um. Because it'll hold the dog accountable. Yeah. It'll hold the dog accountable if he decides not to do something, um, which again is going to keep him safe. You know, uh, so yeah. there, so there's a lot that kind of goes into that. But um, I think you can also get a slip leash and cut it and make it into a tab leash that kind of just hangs off his neck. Um, so I, I I don't know if that answers the question, but there's going to be like this yeah. this gray area of him being really good at obedience and him still learning that you're going to have to still keep him on a leash for a while. Or if not, uh, definitely the, the remote collar, if your obedience gets good enough to add the e-collar into your work. And which we do have the e-collar and it's, he's great on it. Like you hear, he, you know, if he hears that beef and he's coming right back to you, like yeah, he's 
he's great that way but anyways, it's it's all just a learning curve <laughs> yeah and 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 i would um i would recommend you know there's a lot of different things that you can do creativity creativity wise like with the remote collar there's a lot of obedience that you yeah. can do there's a lot of freedom that you can give a dog um they you yeah. know oftentimes dogs have a a hundred percent better life with the e-collar because we can let them do more stuff uh, safely and, and right. responsibly. Yeah. Right. So, so it's nice because you have eyes on the dog and you, you can actually control the dog if God forbid anything happened. Um, so, so yeah. I think the e-collar, uh, you know, conditioning and, and layering it in really nicely would, would, would be like, you know, the next step <clears throat> to be able to just like, he barks, you say, Hey, go to your place. He's like, yeah, nope, I'm not doing that. Cause there's, there's somebody at the door actively, and that will exactly. help you. That will again. It's like the same thing we talked about earlier: is putting the treat on the other end of the room. And in that scenario, yeah. and in that picture, it's the same thing. So the Amazon driver's here. He needs a signature. He's not leaving. He's ding dong. He can see him. He can smell him. He's right there. You say go to your place. He flips you off, and then you can hold him accountable. And then the next time you ask him to go to a place, he's gonna. Oh, okay. And that's how. That's just how life works, man. I just. That's how we. That's how we. Yeah. That's how we do everything too. You learn from your mistakes, and you go okay. That's, you know, that, that, that's something I'm going to learn from that, you know? So anyway. Yeah. Huh? Um, did you have any questions, Sean? No. No. Um, I guess just one last thing. If he has his collar on and you're like, could you just train with the, I guess, you're still using treats regardless, but instead of like the slip collar, could you train with the e-collar? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, that's kind of like the, 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 um, the e-collar introduction has a lot to do with sending the dog away and calling the dog back in the beginning. We talk, we have a course on it yeah. that we developed that we talk a lot about on, which is actually going to go on sale. Um, for the fourth okay. fourth of July, if you're interested, um, but but essentially, okay. the the e collar is is in association with your voice, and so once your dog really knows, you never want to introduce the e collar uh, if your dog doesn't know the behaviors you're using it with well. So if your dog doesn't know place, you don't want to use the e collar for place. If your dog doesn't know come, you don't want to use the e collar okay. for come because it's just a reinforcement behind your already pre existing behaviors. But yeah, you can, right. um, and then over time. Over time, you should be able to just tell your dog to do something and they do it. You don't have to have treats. You don't have to have an e-collar. You don't have to have anything else. You just say, go to your place. Stay. Got yeah. it. That's that's the goal. That's why we use tools to get us to that point to help us. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, well, I don't think I have any other questions. I think that's... Okay. You guys from Canada? Yeah. Like Toronto or? Nova Scotia. Okay. East Coast. East Coast. <laughs> oh, cool. Uh, Sean works in Montreal, if that kind of narrows it down. But yeah, um, yeah, we basically, after his first incident, we kind of just got on to you from YouTube and have cool. been watching all of your videos and following you ever since. So um, cool. I guess it's just. We got to put in the work on our end to get him where he should be. <laughs> cool. Or needs to be. 
Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of, uh, it's funny, there's a lot of, my clickbait must have worked. There's a lot of like aggressive dog, or no, even better, aggressive German Shepherd tries to bite me. You're probably like, yep, I want to watch what that, what, how do I deal with yeah, that? Yeah, we both watched. Yeah, it's <laughs> funny. And then it's like, oh, every dog is like a German Shepherd. But then yeah. you're like, don't label them as just German Shepherds. It's just kind of. Yeah. Yeah. How, it's, and. It's funny just because, uh, you know, when we talk about like just YouTube, just the internet in general and YouTube in general, like people, there's so many people who don't understand like the actual business of YouTube and getting out there and marketing yourself and getting in front yeah. of the right people. And some people be like, clickbait, clickbait. I'm like, dude, you don't realize, but people like yourselves who are like, oh, aggressive German Shepherd bites dog trainer, click. And now you've, now we're talking. And now you're watching yeah. It yeah. Now we're really, and, yeah. and, and when you watch it, it's, you realize it's a whole training educational piece. It's not just a highlight reel of a bunch of people getting bit for entertainment. It's actually training, which actually helps you. It's just funny Absolutely. that you say that. Yeah. Well, it was almost, cause I'm like, I'm the one upset after something happens and all out of sorts. And then it's like, then you watch one of your videos and it's like, okay, we can do this. It's not like a lost cause. Like the last thing I would ever want to do or we would want to do is rehome them because that would just, yeah, it's not what you want to do or it's just, you don't want to set them up for failure yeah, or exactly anything like that. But yeah, keep posting your videos and we'll keep watching. Cool. And <laughs> hopefully we don't have to make another appointment with you again, but fingers crossed. Cool. It's on us now. <laughs> yeah. Good luck, well, guys. Well, thank you. It's, uh, yeah, it's been good. Really appreciate it. No worries. Thanks, guys. Okay. All thank right. you. Yep. Yeah, bye. All right, you guys, you've reached the end of the podcast. We're going to get into some dog training questions. World biking. Five-star review, essential listening for dog lovers. Tom, amazing to hear Tom's insight and tips on how to help all sorts of dogs. Excellent resource for anyone struggling or who wants to give their dog the best life possible. Thank you. My question for Tom, what's the best way to keep two dogs, two energetic dogs from playing with each other while we're on the leash out for a walk? I'm fostering a male and another dog and they love to play. I live in an apartment and I don't have a car, so we have to walk all the time to the dog park. My problem is the dogs sometimes start playing with each other while we're out walking and things can get out of control. They get tangled up, etc. I've been working on their basic obedience to attempt to keep them into a sit as long as possible when the play starts. But when I do a series of sits and downs, when we leave the dog park, um, it, it might help. Um, okay. So they get lots of exercise a day in addition to the dog park afternoon, 90 minute walk. Okay. I, I mean, honestly, the best thing to do is to keep them in separate arms. So keep them in separate arms. And if you're not using a slip leash, I would use a slip leash to give them pressure if they go to play with each other. And I would just say, leave it and just give them a little pressure. Pop, pop. Nope. Not playtime. Nope. Not playtime. But one other really important tip and a secret into this is making sure that you are not looking down. I find that if you're walking two dogs and you're walking and you're looking down and you're paying attention to them, it is very hard to keep your momentum forward and straighten that tangled mess out. You need to look forward, put your shoulders straight and just move. And if they start going towards each other, you just pop. Nope, 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 nope. And you just move, take that momentum. So you're basically like, Hey, your job isn't to play right now. Your job is to walk, changing directions. So make sure that you are leading them and anchoring them into what you want to do. Hope that helps. Next review, Yay Coves. Dogs are two eighty two question. I think. Hey Tom, I'm a huge fan of your podcast and help a bunch of my questions. I want to start e collar training with my two dogs, but I have two pit bulls, and I was wondering what is your opinion on the Doctor two eighty two. 
Um, I will be camping, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so my opinion on the 280, it's great. It's a great unit. It's not the Tom, da we don't have the Tom Davis 280C. Um, however, the 282, so the 282 is an extension of the 280C. It's just two dog unit. It's a great unit, except it's for two dogs. So I like it. That's why we actually have the Tom Davis 280C is because I like the 280C the best. It's compact, it's affordable, it's easy to use. Um, and it's great for two dogs as well. So I love it. I think you should get right into it. All right. Hob seven is the next one. Insecure Pyrenees mixed five-star review. Hey Tom, love all the content. Wanted to say thank you for the information you've provided with your YouTube videos and your podcast. It's really helping out our training. Great. I have a three-year-old great Pyrenees mix that's been afraid of people and other dogs since she was six months old. The rescue said she was neglected, but there was no signs of physical abuse, but I've always thought perhaps that's the contributing factor. If people and other dogs ignore her, she does all right. But if a dog approaches her, she'll bark in their face and nip at them until they leave. Um, okay. So she'll get close and sniff to them and runs backs and hides. So she's just nervous. Um, so any thoughts overcoming this fear? Or should I just keep my best to keep her away from other dogs? I, so I think you have to have a little bit of, um, you got to have a little bit of both. So I think you should be around other dogs socially, meaning like, I think it's cool to like be around dogs, but not at like dog parks and not in areas where there's going to be off leash dogs. So you want to go, you know, walk around into a city and pass dogs. Um, you want to maybe go put your dog into a sit and stay, um, while there's dogs around or while there's people around. But yeah, I would just continue to advocate for your dog to make sure that they don't get approached because they don't like it. And they're telling you like, Hey, this is too much for me. And if you don't advocate for your dog and say, Hey, my, you know, just like with kids, you know, maybe your kid's trying to take a nap and then another kid's going over there, bonking them over the head with like a, a toy and they're like, come on, let's go play. Like you have to step in and say, Hey, not right now. Sorry. Or Hey, never, <laughs> never do this. So it's important for you to advocate for your dog. And if your dog is insecure and maybe neglected or abused in the past and they have a good reason to be insecure with new dogs, I would certainly just make sure that you're really advocating for them by not allowing other dogs and other people to come up, but also making sure that you're going to neutral places or areas that your dog is allowed to be neutral in that has a little bit of space where you can just sit there and soak and watch. So yeah, I would just keep the other dogs away. Um, because if they don't like dogs, I would not be going to dog parks and places like that because it's just going to be too much. Anyway, I hope that helps. Um, I'm going to be answering three of your dog training questions later. So make sure you guys keep following along. I appreciate you guys very much. I will talk to you next week. Bye. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.